Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast, Season 2, Episode 11. I'm your host, Heather, and today we are talking about the Google Analytics Basics. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast, where you'll find the tools to level up your business, your mindset, and your life. Please fasten your seatbelt. Google Analytics is a free measurement tool that Google provides to all websites. You have to sign up for it at analytics.google.com with a Google account. However, once you do that and you go through the process of claiming your property, you get a little code that starts with UA dash and then a whole bunch of numbers. That code, you or more likely your website developer will put on your website. And from that point on, you are able to measure and track everyone who comes to your website. So you can understand pretty quickly the, the importance of Google Analytics. We want to know how many people are on our site and we want to know how they're using it. But a lot of business owners kind of rely on their marketing companies to give them their really important numbers and they don't know how to check in on them themselves. In the past, unfortunately, I have had the experience where clients who became unhappy with their marketing company and ended up switching over to us at Hala Connected have given us the analytics report. But once I looked at the analytics themselves, the numbers didn't match. And that's that's a obviously a big problem. We want to be able to make sure that we are able to, as business owners or as marketing specialists or as people who are involved in the growth of the business, that we're able to actually track our own numbers. But the numbers themselves don't always make sense. They're not labeled in a way that it's super easy. I mean, some of them are, but some of them aren't labeled in a way that makes it super easy to follow them. So today I want to talk really quickly about uh, one, two, three, four, five, six huge numbers that you need to know about and much more importantly, how those numbers actually affect your marketing or how they should inform your marketing, how they should change your marketing. All right, here we go. First number that's important is on the main dashboard. Most of these numbers are actually on the main dashboard. There's kind of a reason they're on the main dashboard because they really are the most important numbers, especially if you are not yet working to um, conversions per page. You're not looking to sell off of every page and you're not running Google AdWords at this point or Google ads. They're not AdWords anymore. Um, so most of this stuff is just how is your website doing when you haven't paid anybody to send people to your website or if you've only paid third parties like Facebook or Instagram or another form of, of marketing or advertising to send people to your website. So total users is the first number we're looking at and we can set the range of time for total users however we want. I do not recommend that you measure week over week or month over month because you will drive yourself crazy. It's called leaderboarding and it can get really obsessive really, really fast. Your total users 
only start from the day you put your Google Analytics on or this Google Analytics account on. I've had clients that had had Google Analytics already installed by another company, but that company didn't or wouldn't give them access to those analytics and therefore we had to unfortunately start over. So it only starts from when that number, that UA number is now active. Total users needs to be set against a goal. Eventually, your goals will be year over year and quarter over quarter, and you'll get to know your business cycle and your user cycle really, really well. But at the start, especially if you're not sending people, you're not spending money to send people to your website, pick a number, any number. It could be 50, it could be 100, it could be 1,000. It really depends as much on how much organic marketing you're doing and how many times you think a person has to hit your website before they buy from you or contact you or whatever your goal is. So you are allowed to pick an arbitrary number when you first, first start. If you know how many people need to hit your site before they buy, fantastic. That is your goal. And your goal will be monthly or quarterly. Like I said, not daily and weekly. While it is fun to see how well a blog post is doing by checking in after you post a blog post, that's not necessarily what's going to get you the business success that you're looking for. So total users versus your goal. And then of course, every quarter that goal will increase. So if right now you're going for 100 people on your site per month, so 300 per quarter, next quarter you're going to look for 125 people on your site or 375 people per quarter. If you're not getting your total number of users, it simply means you're not marketing your site to the right people at the right time in the right place. So if you're not marketing at all and you just happen to be getting these people by chance, well, you're, it's time now to start marketing it a little bit so that you can get them into, you can get the people who are looking to buy onto your page. So that's total users. It's not a useless number, but it is a useless number if you don't have a goal because I have people who go on and I'm like, yay, 400 people. I'm like, okay, so what does that mean? What is, the, what is it about 400 people that's exciting? Why is that a win? So set up a number so you have a win. The second number I want you to look at is the bounce rate. The bounce rate is pretty much what it sounds like. How many people went to your site and bounced off in a couple of seconds? They did not stay on long enough for Google to start tracking their behaviors. The reason the bounce rate happens, well, there's a couple of reasons. The bounce rate happens when the site often loads too slow and people don't even have a chance to look at your front page. It can happen if your mobile experience is really, really bad and people just can't see anything on your page because it's not mobile responsive. It's simply mobile friendly. So it's the desktop version just shrunk down, but it doesn't take into account the mobile user experience. It can also mean that you're marketing to the wrong people. If your marketing could lead people who don't really want to buy your product to find your product, let's say you lead with a lot of things like free service, free accounting, free whatever it happens to be, and then your front first page doesn't talk about that, those people are going to bounce pretty fast. 
So with bounce rate, the lower number, the better. It's kind of like golf in that way. The worldwide average right now, or as of last week, which this changes all the time, is about 55%. I know that seems kind of high, like half the people who hit your site leave right away, but that's usually because of the way Google is functioning, especially when you have a new website. They're still not sure who to feed your website to yet. You don't have popularity and relevance down yet. So they're, they're kind of sending it out to anybody that looks like they might be a good fit. A really good bounce rate hovers between 26% and 40%. If you can get down to 25, 26, 27% bounce rate, you're doing really, really well, especially if you are spending money on marketing that's getting you there. If what you're spending on marketing is leading to less than a quarter of the people bouncing off your page, that means that 75% of the people who got to your site need exactly what you're selling. You've at least got a chance to get eyeballs on the page and make an impact. However, if your bounce rate is anywhere in the, in the, the greater, you know, industry knowledge, anything are over 70% is bad, but to me, anything approaching 70%, that's a big warning. You need to check the user experience on your mobile and your desktop, and you really need to make sure that you're sending your website out to the right people. If you are a brick and mortar store in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada, and all of your marketing is, and you're not online friendly and all of your marketing is set up that for some reason you're taking in, let's say Brazil and China and whoever, they're going to land on it and go, this is not for me and leave. And often that's a functioning either of your SEO, your search engine optimization, or your Facebook, Instagram, or Google marketing. So if you're around 55, that's good. If you're 26 to 40%, that's great. If you are anywhere near 70% or over, it's time to really look at your website and figure out what it is you need to change so that you are attracting more of the right people and a lot less of the wrong people. The next number I want you to look at is your new users versus returning users. Now, when you first set up your Google Analytics, 100% of your people are going to be new users. This is just because nobody's ever been on your site, according to Google Analytics. So this is not a number I need you to freak out about, at least until you've been measuring your analytics for six months. I want you to get two full quarters under your belt before you really start looking at new versus returning. If you have too many new people, it's generally an indication that your website has bad user experience. You have too many people who are directed to your page. They're there, they look around, and then they never come back again. So either, again, you could be marketing to the wrong people. Your client avatar could be off. You could be marketing in such a way that it's attracting lower or mid-range clients, and your website is selling directly to high-end clients, so the lower and mid-range people just write you off, and they never come back again. Or vice versa, you could be marketing only to very high-end clients, and those clients have an expectation when they come to your website, they're not impressed by it, and they leave. 
Now, this, of course, having people come to your website only one time is not necessarily a function of your marketing at all. Sometimes it can be a function of your industry. Sometimes some organizations only require you to come onto the website one time. You sign up for the email newsletter or you sign up for some other form of contact. You, If you're a real estate agent and people go to your website one time and they've just chosen you, they're not going to go back again. And that's okay. That's to be expected. All of these things, again, you're going to have different numbers depending on your industry. And you can actually Google for your industry average Google Analytics numbers. They're not great for being region specific, especially for those of us in Atlantic Canada or in other smaller areas. However, they will give you an idea of where you are fitting in the overall world of your industry's websites. If, on the other hand, you have two, you're highly skewed toward returning clients, so everybody who comes to your site uses your site numerous times, but you don't have a lot of new people, let's say you're 20% new and 80% returning, that means your website is absolutely delighting the people that come to it regularly. However, your marketing is not getting enough new people in your funnel. If you have a website that has a high level of returning customers, again, this is industry specific. So if you're in an organization that is not constantly looking for and doing outreach, I wouldn't worry about the new versus returning as much, but almost all of us need to grow our base markets. It doesn't matter if you are a small business, a large business, if you are working in a non not-for-profit or the charitable sector, if you're working in industry, almost all of us need to have our message out to the masses, not just to the chosen few. If you have only returning people, it means you are only speaking to the chosen few and your echo chamber is going to come back and bite you on the ass. So if your returning is too high, it is time to start investing in marketing. You know your website is good for those people who come to your website regularly. Now you need to make sure you have more people coming to your website the first time. The next place you need to look is going to be under sources. So under traffic, you can get an overall view of your traffic and you need to check your sources of traffic. You will have organic where somebody will be typing in in a, a search. You'll have direct where they're typing in your URL. You'll have social media where any form of social media link has directed them to you. You could have advertising and and paid sources, all these different areas, you need to be able to track where your audience is coming from. Because if you're spending money on a tool and it's not working, let's say you're spending money on a a website like FAIR where they are sending your things out to other people and none of those people are ever coming to your website, you're not actually gaining new clients. You're just managing the clients that came from the warehousing company. Or let's say you're advertising a whole lot on Facebook and trying to get people back to your website. If social media isn't one of your highest levels of sources, you really need to rethink those ads because obviously they are not working as well as basic direct organic search or direct URL. So check on sources because the sources themselves will 
define how well your external marketing is working. If you are constantly asking for referrals to your website, your referrals should be up. It should be through other people's links and backlinks and all of those things. That referral traffic should be fairly high. You want to make sure that anything you are spending time and money on is working and checking the sources of your traffic is really the only way to do that. In terms of conversion, conversion is one of those areas, if you have new user conversion versus returning user conversion, that's really the most important number when it comes down to marketing, because it's going to tell you whether people will buy the first time they hit your site or not. A lot of products, if they are sitting in the $50 and under range, people will buy it the first time they hit your website. And often those people came from Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or Pinterest, where they've already been sold on the brand and now they're being sold on the product. If you do not have, if your price point is $50 or below, or you have items on your site that are $50 and below, and you don't have a high user conversion or a 50-50 new user conversion versus returning user conversion, then you're looking at a problem you should be able to market your brand on social media and sell your product on your website without having to send the people through the social media funnel over and over and over again. The higher end your item, the more times people are going to have to return to your site before they choose to buy. That's a function of human psychology and that's not something that you're going to look to try to attack. If you look at your returning user conversion and it's still in the 10% or less phase, then it might be time to look at marketing to a higher end audience to start marketing more on LinkedIn, let's say, or marketing to a different audience on Facebook or a different audience on Instagram, because you want to market to the people who have the money to purchase your product without focusing on the price tag. You want to avoid having to deal with a lot of comparison shopping by choosing the audience that you are going to delight with your brand and your product right out of the gate. The last number that you really need to look at when you're deciding on how to use your analytics numbers to affect your marketing decisions and your business decisions is your pages per visit. So if you are writing blog posts every other week, or every week, or even multiple times a week, the way we recommend, the effectiveness of that content marketing and hitting the right audience should mean that they leave that one blog post and go to other places on your website. So if somebody posts a blog about Sunday self-care and someone goes and just reads that article and then goes right back over to Instagram where they saw the article or goes right back over to Facebook where they saw the article, That is a lost sales opportunity. And it probably means that you're either not incorporating your product and a product link right in the blog post, which is a good idea. Give them something to do at the bottom of your blog post. Have a call to action at the bottom of your blog post so that people right away can go to that next level. It could mean that you're missing a call to action in your content marketing, or it could mean that you're not hitting the right audience. Again, you're hitting an audience that doesn't have the money to buy your product. They only have the money to check out your free stuff. 
So switching up your audiences a little bit, switching up your marketing, marketing more to the people that you know come back by checking your demographics is a really, really good idea. So again, I'm going to go over very quickly the, all of the numbers I want you to look at. There's only six that are incredibly important and they're the biggest ones for decision making. Most of the rest of the numbers will be based on ads that you run or traffic sources that you're trying to attract. The most important thing, however, is for you to have a Google Analytics account attached to your business's Google Analytics. If you have someone running it for you, that's fine. That's fantastic. You don't have to do anything else except maybe get an account on there and be able to double check those numbers or check in on them more frequently than your marketing person is allowing you to. So again, the numbers are total users versus your goal, the bounce rate being between well, 55% and below, new versus returning users being about 50-50 so that you don't have too many new and you don't have too many returning, your sources of traffic, especially if you're spending money on advertising, your new user conversion versus returning user conversion so you can see how many hits it takes to make a sale and your pages per visit so you can check and see if you need to add a call to action or a purchase button at the bottom of your blog post and if you're hitting the right audience ready to buy. That's it for Google Analytics Primer. Up next, we are going to talk about three of our favorite tools to do marketing. So these are tools that we use on a regular basis. None of them have Adobe in front of them, although we do use, I'm using Adobe right now to record this podcast. However, we understand that there can be a little bit of a learning curve on Adobe products and everything we're talking about in the next episode takes no previous training whatsoever. If your dreams are bigger than your budget, it is time to join the Kick-Ass Company membership site where we go deeper into the trainings with in-depth video on all areas of marketing, business, and mindset. Head over to thekickasscompany.com and join for just $20 a month for all of 2020. To get more kick-ass in your life, you can follow us at Hala Connected. that's H-A-L-A Connected. And if you like what you heard today, hit subscribe, leave us a review, please, and thank you. Until next time, kick ass and live on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Now put down your phone and start kicking ass.